Okay. Well, today we are completing Parak Dalit of Tanya. It's a short section, but there's a lot in it. We begin by the Alta Rebbe actually looking at a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos and explaining it. Not that the purpose of Tanya is to explain Mishnah, but through explaining the Mishnah, we're understanding the concept the Rebbe is bringing out of how when we do a mitzvah, when we learn Torah, we are one with Hashem Himself. So this perplexing Mishnah says, it's better one hour of tshuvim, isim tevim in this world, than the entire life in the world to come. And this obviously makes no sense in our little brains, because, wait a minute, if Eilam Habba is reward, and you're telling me that one hour of work here is better than an eternity of reward, that doesn't sound like a very good reward. Something's wrong with the system. And this is a classical question, and there are many answers to it. What the Alphabet is saying here, as per the whole theme of this chapter, is this world is Yafa. One hour of this world blows away an eternity of Gan Eden. Because in this world, through Taira, Mitzvahs, through Tshuva, you touch Hashem. You are receiving Atmos, the essence of Hashem. And you can never get that in Olam Haba. Olam Haba, reward, it feels good. But it's all giluyim. It's all revelations of godliness. In this world, you get God. You get Hashem himself. Well, then why is the next world schar? Again, it doesn't sound like a very good reward. The next world is reward because in the next world, you feel it. Here, at this moment, I'm learning Torah. So are you if you're online. But we don't feel the essence of Hashem that is currently one with my neshama, with our neshama, with your neshama. It's happening. We know it's happening. It affects us. It empowers us. It changes us. But we don't feel it. Sechar, reward, is something that makes you feel good. Something you enjoy. And therefore, in Olam Haba, Olam Haba here meaning Gan Eden, the afterlife for the souls between this world and Mashiach, because Olam Haba could mean either that stage of afterlife reward prior to Mashiach, or Olam Haba could mean the days of Mashiach. But in this Mishnah, you can only figure it out by context, we mean the reward for the soul when it's done with this world and in a waiting stage room, you know, for us to get our act together and bring Mashiach. So in this world, it's Yafa. I'm touching the essence of Hashem every time I do a mitzvah. But it's not Sechar, because I don't feel a thing. In the world of Olam Hab of Gan Eden, where my Hashem is getting reward for all the work done in this world, I'm not touching Atzmas. I'm not getting Hashem's essence. I'm only getting revelations, godliness, rays. But what I'm getting, I feel. And it feels really, really, really good. And that's why it's reward. In general, we view this world as much more powerful than the Gan Eden, as I said before. I view it as like that really awesome waiting room. But it's only a waiting room. I mean, if you want to get in, you want Mashiach. So this world is a world of action. The world that we can give Hashem something. In Gan Eden, you're just passively receiving reward for all you've accomplished. In this world, we create. In Gan Eden, you can't really create. So this world has tremendous advantages over Gan Eden, but Gan Eden is reward. Because in Gan Eden, we feel the little we're getting. We feel, and it feels amazing. Now, why, again, is the Altar ever going into this concept? 
Because this is what the parak is trying to say. That your neshama, when she's dressed in her garments of Torah mitzvahs, she's one with Hashem himself. And this Mishnah is expressing this concept. Then we go to, oh really, at this point, we say, I, just for me personally, these are like, I don't know why, but these always affect me as like the most powerful lines in the whole Tanya. I'll read them to you. <laughs> Maybe it's going to reach someone else and it reaches me. Um, okay, the Rebbe says, I mean, what are we saying? That we grasp Hashem. We can't grasp Hashem. But when Hashem is engarbed in Torah and her mitzvahs, then truly you are grasping Hashem. And you're literally engarbed with Hashem. Because, alright, so that is the theme. That is the central point of this chapter. When the soul is dressed in those garments of Torah and mitzvahs, the non-graspable, infinite, beyond any creation, Hashem is literally engarbed in your very neshama through Torah. But then we have a question, and this is the final question of the chapter. And the question is, am I really then getting Hashem? I'm not getting Hashem. I'm getting coverings. In other words, right now we're learning concepts. We're learning fairly godly concepts. But these are words, these are ink, these are finite. I understand within, 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 layers and layers and layers of constriction, of tzimtzumim, I understand within all that is Hashem himself and his will and his wisdom. But practically speaking, my brain's not touching Hashem himself and his will and his wisdom. My brain's touching, I don't know, layer number, five million, etc., however many, many millions of miles away from Hashem himself. You can envision this. There's Hashem, His will and His wisdom. And then He's wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped to be able to contain within the world of Atsilus and far more wrapped to get into Bri and far more wrapped to get into Yitzira and far more wrapped to get into Hasiya and far more wrapped to get into our physical world. So by the time my brain is encountering Hashem in Torah Mitzvahs, I'm not encountering Hashem. I'm encountering layers and layers and layers of wrapping paper. So am I really getting Hashem? Or am I just getting a lot of wrapping paper? As, as far as my brain and heart is going to go, it's still going to go into wrapping paper. So the Rebbe says, no. When you learn Torah Dumitzvah, yes, what you're touching is the wrappings. But within those wrappings is Hashem himself, and that's the point. And the Rebbe gives a muscle, and there's a muscle we will repeat several times in Tanya, that you can envision a king who's dressed in many, many, many ceremonial robes. And for whatever reason, the king gives you a hug. When the king gives you a hug, you have no sense of feeling of the king's flesh. You don't know if his skin is smooth or hairy, rough, soft. You're touching robe number 75. But when you walk away and think about the experience, it isn't like, wow, my arm felt the king's robe. It's, wow, I hugged the king. And the Rebbe says, that's what happens. When you learn Tyra, when you do Mitzvahs, True, what your conscious mind is holding is the wrapping. But within that wrapping is Hashem himself, and that's what you're getting. And that's the point of the experience. Now, one could wonder why is this is the final idea in the chapter, meaning, seemingly, we should have clarified this earlier, because if you remember yesterday, we said a question which is 
seemingly sequential to this. We said, well, since Tyra descends, it's a minimization. So am I getting it all or just a part? And we said, no, you're getting it all. Like water flows down. So too, you're getting everything. You didn't lose one drop. Now we're saying what's seemingly a far more basic question. Not am I getting it all or part. I'm saying, am I getting him? Am I getting Hashem himself? Or am I getting a lot of wrappings within which is Hashem, but I never feel Hashem. I just feel the wrappings anyway. And maybe the point of structuring it this way is as the natural progression to the next idea of the next chapter. Because with this we conclude chapter 4, and chapter 4 flows directly into chapter 5, where we completely focus on this idea of hugging the king. So this metaphor of the embracing the king, you embrace the king, the king embraces you, which means as you're learning Tyra, you're consciously, your mind is full of the dressings. But within it, what you're getting is the king himself. This is the springboard for chapter 5, discussing how when we learn Tyra, we hug the king, and the king hugs us. And it's a mutual grasping of our minds to Hashem and Hashem to us. That was the end of chapter 4. Are there any questions? Someone did ask a question yesterday. That was great. You can press star 6 to unmute yourself. Okay. We should think about these ideas. They're really powerful and great motivators when we learn to our for it to feel very, very meaningful.